Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit national gambling support line 800-522-4700. The biggest and best of the Northwest just got even better. Introducing the all-new Muckleshoot Rewards Program with three tiers and extraordinary benefits. Play with your Muckleshoot Rewards card to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts, gifts, and much more. The more you play, the more you earn. Enjoy more benefits than ever before with the new Muckleshoot Rewards Program. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Horse Racing Northwest from Emerald Downs, and uh, we're going to be talking mostly Emerald Downs stuff this particular week. It's August 11th through the 15th. It's Mile Week at Emerald Downs. Joe with the Vince Brune hosting the, co- the podcast. Thanks for being loyal listeners. We will have trivia at the end. We get some responses on that, but it's Long Acres Mile Talk. Vince, we did the draw for the 86th Long Acres Mile today at the Quarter Shoot Cafe. We did. I'll go down the field here real quick, Joe, and sure. I'll also do the Emerald Distaff and then the, the morning line on the mile. Okay. Long Acres Mile, 86th running, grade 300,000, goes as race eight from the rail out. Number one, Papa's Golden Boy. Number two, Forest Fire. Number three, Wind Ribbon. Four, Hard to Deny. Five, Any Port in a Storm. Six, Muncie. Seven, Background. Eight, five-star general, nine, unmatchable, ten, Sir Bregovic, and eleven, real foot. The Emerald Distaff, 50,000, mile and 16th for Phillies and Mirrors, goes as race six. Number one, compelling smile. Number two, Galilita. Number three is the three-year-old, Ms. Lynn. Four is getting sideways. Five, Squan's Kingdom. Six, Daffodil Sweet, your probable favorite. Seven, Princess of Cairo, and eight, Killarney Lass. And then for the mile morning line, Joe, we go five-star general at five to two. Any port in a storm, who will be the starting high weight at 123 pounds, is three to one. Papa's golden boy, nine to two. Background, five to one. Wind ribbon, 10. Forest fire, 12. Hard to deny and unmatchable, both 15. Sir Bregovic, 20. And Muncie and Realfoot, both 30 to one. 11 runners in the 86th Long Acres Mile. It is going to be a great horse race at Emerald Downs on Sunday. Don't think anything other than that. The top four high weights went, and that had to be a little bit, little bit of a challenge making the morning line among those four top high weights. It really was, Joe. I had to play around with some numbers back and forth, and, you know, it's, it's quite possible I was wrong on them, but I think you're right. Those four did kind of distinguish themselves from the other seven, and I think those will be your top four choices, talking five-star general, any port in a storm, Papa's golden boy, and background. You know, they've all got good riders, too, was an interesting yeah. thing. Five-star general's got none other than Mario Gutierrez. He's won the Kentucky Derby twice, the Long Acres Mile twice. Any port in a storm, Juan Gutierrez, a three-time mile mm. winner. Papa's golden boy, Julian Couton, uh, has been uh, a top rider here, our top stakes rider this year. And background, we all know Rocco Bowen, a three-time uh, local champion, back to ride background in the mile. So, yeah, very competitive field, Joe. Rocco Bowen aboard Background. Trainer Mike Puich of Background will be joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. 
as background owned by Bob and Molly Rondo. Yes, Bob of the University of Washington Husky football and basketball broadcasting fame is quite a horseman as well. His ownership goes back to the late 70s with his father growing up in Colorado and uh, Mike Puich trained for him in 1984, Mike's first year as a trainer, trained Nikki Tora. In fact, that was Mike's first ever win as a trainer. So a lot of history there. And we'll catch up with Mike on Horse Racing Northwest. We'll also get an analysis of the 86th mile from none other than John White, outstanding Washingtonian in thoroughbred racing media and handicapping. And I think John mentioned that it, this was 54 years ago. He's younger than I am. That was his first mile. So uh, very good on Horse Racing Northwest. We've got some things to talk about. The mile, the distaff is an outstanding race as well. Uh, Mike Puich and Sandy Gann saddling horses in both races. Actually, it's Chris Stensley as well, huh, Mike. So we've got some busy trainers with stakes afternoons on Sunday. And as Vince mentioned, the distaff is the sixth race. The mile will be the eighth on Sunday at Emerald Downs, a nine-race card starting at 2.30. Uh, let's pitch it back to last week just a minute for uh, weekly honors. We like to keep that updated, uh, top performances of the week. And for the jockey of the week, uh, let's listen to the track call of a race on Saturday here at Emerald Downs from Tom Harris. And they round the turn and run for home. Finished my PhD. Tippy tap on sand coming through at the inside. And tippy tap on sand pulling away by a length now. Finished my PhD is chasing. That's my stories in late. Deep stretch they come. Tippy tap on sand pulls away. And tippy tap on sand wins it by two. Tippy tap on sand won it, Vince, and uh, that gave a milestone to one of our jockeys. Sure did, Joe McKenna Anderson. Not only did she get her first career win on Saturday, then on Sunday she picked up a mount on Count Alexi, a morning line favorite, and put up a flawless ride there. How about that? And I got to say, watching the races, McKenna Anderson has come quite a ways. Um, you also mentioned that she she was four for four in the money last she week. She was. She kind of tipped her hand last Thursday when. She hit the finished third with a couple horses at over 50 to one. So, you know, that was a nice ride on Tippy Tap on Sand. She sat quiet on the horse and mm. waited till mid stretch, asked the horse and responded. So, good work there by McKenna uh, as an apprentice to get a couple of wins. That's got to be quite a thrill for her. Trainer Howard Belvoir, well, he's no rookie. Mm -hmm. He's been around a while. He had a nice week, two wins and two thirds from six starts, is our trainer of the week. And kind of appropriate going into mile week as Howard's won the mile three times. Owner KD Thoroughbreds, that's Darlene Craig, the widow of mm -hmm. Carl Craig, who won so many nice big races oh. around here over the years. So yeah. good to see Darlene doing well. And then our Washington Bread of the Week, check the gear. We had Chris Stensley on last week. Joe, he can't say <laughs> she cold water. She said she liked the horse. She sure did. And it won by 11 lengths. And you know, the damn uh, great mom has thrown three foals, the first two, both stakes winners, this great nation, and squeeze me, one of stakes down in uh, Arizona. Well, check the gear could have stakes uh, written on his name here, the way he looked in his debut. So sure Connie Belshay breeding check the gear walk rat of the week. Very good. Two-year-old in the Stensley barn. And Chris uh, did go with hard to deny in the mile, as you heard Vince go down the lineup, hard to deny, uh, doing very well. Beat Unmatchable going a mile in each horse's last start. And Chris said after the draw that he's doing really well. And if you don't run him when they're doing really well, then, you know, you're maybe passing on an opportunity. So that is a really good addition to the mile field with our leading jockey, Alex Cruz, aboard. Uh, Jack Hodge is the honorary steward for the 86th Long Acres Mile and the 26th at Emerald Downs. And Jack, our uh, vice president here at the track since inception, he was uh, very instrumental during construction, planning, and of course racing. And just about, well, he, he gave Simply Majestic a good run in 89. We remember the stretch run of that race. Simply Majestic won his second straight, but Crystal Run made a good run at him. He did. He was a very nice horse, Crystal Run, and Simply Majestic was a world-class horse. I mean, yeah, he, uh, he dirt or turf, he was one son of a gun. And Mile hit that horse right between the eyes. He was really good. 
still holds the North American dirt record for a mile and one eighth at 145 flat. Uh, beat Secretariat's world mark. And Jack, of course, has had a lot of great stakes horses here over oh, the years. You yeah. know, we talked about, who, what's the name of the two-year-old filia? Is it Akina or Akiza? Akasi? Akasi, yeah. We talked about uh, her debut in the stakes where she showed oh, she, speed and then dropped she, back on the turn and rallied. Well, doggone it, she didn't do the same thing again same last thing. weekend. And she drew the rail again. In fact, she looked like even worse that she was out of yeah. it on the turn. I yeah. mean, she, she doesn't run the turns too well in two races. That is one interesting horse. It is. And that's a little project there for Dave Martinez because there's clearly some talent to oh, work with. She finished really fast again. Well, uh, some other uh, items, of course. Uh, the runner-ups from the last two Long Acres miles are in. In fact, five-star general runner-up last year to another twist of fate. He is the morning line favorite this year. And from 2019... Another, any port in a storm was odds on in 2019 and lost in that dirty photo to law abiding citizen. Both those horses are back. So the last two runner ups in this year's mile, uh, we've got four of the horses represented from their owners are already mile champions. Glenn Todd of the North American Thoroughbred Corporation, John Parker, Rising Star Stable and Peter Redekop. They've all won the mile. Trainers Howard Belvoir, Mike Puich, and Blaine Wright are looking for another mile victory. So there's some tidbits on the mile. 10.5 uh, is the field size at Emerald Downs in Long Acres Miles run here. And in 85 years of history, 10.8. So we've got an 11-horse field this year. We're right at that number, which is great. It's going to be an outstanding betting race. As Vince said, the morning line was a difficult task. And the first turn. How about the first turn this year, Vince? What's going to happen? That's going to be really be something. And, you know, Papa's Golden Boy for the third straight stakes drew the one hole. Only this time they start in front of the grandstand. I got to think he'll be in front. There is a lot of speed. When we did the research earlier in the week, Joe, who was the last horse to go mile to, uh, gate to wire in the Long Acres Mile? It's happened, what, 18 times in 85 previous runnings. But it hasn't happened in a few years. It's been a while. Um, Herbie D. Herbie D in 2013 did it. Stryker PhD was second that year. And Stryker went on to win the next two years as the favorite. We've only had five winning favorites in the last 17 Long Acres miles. Two of them, Stryker yeah. PhD. Yeah, that's that's a great stat. And it is, it's going to be hellacious going into that first turn. They are going to be, well, you know, you said it again today, Joe, at the draw. It, the, the mile is more of a sprint to me than it is a route. It's you got to go hard for eight furlongs if you want to win that race. That's one of the reasons there's never any three-year-olds in the race. You've kind of got to be seasoned and you've yeah, got to be. It's asking a lot. It is. Uh, I you... remember in California, Jerry Hollendorfer, who's won the race a couple times when we go to get, no, he said that is, that, that is one tough race to win. Your horse. Uh... You got to have a fit horse, a tough horse, a fast horse. Mike Puich will talk about backgrounds running style, who who just seems like an ace miler. Uh, well, uh, he's proven that on the track. So uh, Papa's golden boy, though, we noticed him. He's uh, in connections, the Lusks and Vince Gibson. He's a little bit bigger and heavier this year. And uh, Julian Couton has been able to slow him down a little bit more early, and he's dominated. He's just been awesome. Yeah, and we had the chance to talk to Vince Gibson after the draw today, and he said he's he's got after him a little harder in the mornings, you know, to get ready to go that mile. And he said the horse is, is really taken to it. And uh, he's confident he has a horse as good as he can get him, and he will need to be to win the race. Oh, yeah. And, of course, five-star general can show a lot of speed as well. He can stalk. He, he was in behind another twist of fate last year, finished on well. Sir Bregovic, wind ribbon, they're going to yeah. show speed. Big speed from those two. So a really interesting first turn and gate break in the 2021 Long Acres Mile, Sunday at Emerald Downs. Uh, fastest fractions in the race, uh, if that applies, which we're talking a lot of speed. Uh, Attaboy Roy had them all in 2009, 21 and 4 to the quarter, 44 flat to the half, 107 and 3 to the six furlongs. Uh, he didn't last all the way. He had the lead at the eighth pole, but he did tire, and he we know he threw a shoe that race. Our 
director, editor, Cy Labar found that on tape and that was used in a lot of video for the Breeders' Cup that year as Attaboy Roy was a participant. And of course, Ricky Frazier said, I just couldn't get him to change leads either. He was a little tired there after fractions like that. So uh, there's some data on the mile. We do have, uh, what, three multiple mile winning jockeys in this year's field. Leslie Mowing and Mario Gutierrez have won the mile twice. Juan Gutierrez has won the mile three times. They're all active this year. So let's take a short break and we're going to come back with trainer Mike Puich, who is starting background in the 86th Long Acres Mile. Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in a state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit a national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Mike Poich joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. And Mike has been involved in the Long Acres Mile a whole bunch. In the last nine runnings, he started 11 horses. And Vince, uh, we both know Mike well. Um, he loves the mile. He goes back to stories from his father, Nick, about Black Zyda in the 50s. Mike wasn't born until the 60s. But uh, I'll just say this, too. He's just a huge supporter of anything Washington. He, I'm, I'm sure he's had more fistfights than he's told me about over. Uh, he's a huge Seahawk fan. They don't get too much bigger than that. But supporting Emerald Downs and coming back here. And, and once, he, once he got the job at Pegasus, it enabled him to, to train for Mark Domenico and Glenn Todd some. And, and it's just been great for Emerald Downs. And he's been... At other tracks, sure, but he's always had horses here. Let's welcome Mike Puich to Horse Racing Northwest. Mike, happy mile week to you. Hey, guys, happy mile week. This is a great week. It is. And Mike is running background, as we said before, um, in from the Midwest. Uh, let's just go back to uh, your beginnings in racing. Of course, your family was just uh, from Renton and hugely into racing. Your father was a racing secretary and a longtime agent and your uncle's uh, Ivan and Stan and Ethan Cousins were in the game. So you grew up, uh, you've told me so many stories from what was going on in your house in the oh, yeah. 60s and 70s uh, up there in Renton. Yeah, yep. It was a great time, great time growing up. Just grew up at Long Acres and um, got to, was around some amazing people. Met a lot of amazing people with Buster Wiles. You guys all remember Buster and he'd babysit me once in a while and tried to teach me how to low smoke rings by the time my mom would get home so I could kind of shock her. Um, yeah. Just had a lot of fun. But yeah, no, it was growing up around Long Acres in those days and and the stories and the, the people would tell all the jockeys that would come and stay with us. My dad was a jocks agent. So I always gave up, had to give my bedroom up for, for whoever was coming to needed a place to stay. And I'd sleep on the couch quite a bit. But Well, now nah, the history there is rich with Mike and uh, he was just uh, seven years old in 1970 when Turbulator had his big year. But I think, Mike, I got to rate him behind John White, but a, a close second. Turbulator is the only reason I'm training horses right now. I'll, ne I'll never forget. My dad took me down. We were on the backside. Um, it was a muddy day, and they were warming up, and Larry was on the horse, and he came by. And my dad asked Larry, how's he feeling? He said, they're not going to beat him today. And I remember him going behind the gate because you couldn't see the last 16th of a mile. The gate would block it. And he's in those fuchsia silks. And they come by us the first time we're on the backside and they come by and he's so far last. And I'm like, prior to the race, I got to go back a little bit. Prior to the race, I was able to, they let me pet his, rub his nostrils. Um, so that he'll win the race 
now that you did that. Anyways, they came by us and he was so far last. And I'm thinking, I told my dad, I said, I didn't, I don't think I rubbed his nostrils in the right place. Um, and he was just complete. He was last when they went behind the tote board. And when they came out from behind it, he was five in front. And I'd never seen anything like that in my life and probably never will. And um, I was hooked. I was just hooked for, you know, I was his biggest fan. I never missed a race. And um, they were extremely, uh, I was blessed to be around that horse. Just, you know, they were, I was in the paddock when he'd run. And John White, I'm sorry. But, <laughs> That's yeah. hard to talk. You know, uh, Mike, and we've been around the country a bit. And it's hard for people maybe in California or Kentucky or some of the places you've been to understand what the Long Acres Mile means to people in the Northwest. where you Because know, you have all these grade ones, grade twos, grade threes, you know, weekly. And you get a little bit jaded. But then... If you come here and experience the race, it is special, is it not? Well, it's amazing. And, you know, people, I, every, I've been to almost every racetrack in the country, and every time I meet somebody and I say I'm from Washington, they go, oh, you guys have that Long Acres Mile out there. They know. And, I mean, this is our Kentucky Derby. This is this is the premier race, and it always has been. And, and um, you know, there's a guy that's going to be all choked. There's, he's probably choked up crying right now just looking at the PPs, Brock O'Bowen. This, this is his dream race. Um, he has not won it. No, he hasn't won it, but it's, it's like, this is, this is life could end for him. If he wins the mile, he'd say, wow. I've done everything I wanted to do. He's never mentioned the Kentucky Derby or all he talks about is the long acres mile. And, and it's a special race and it's, you're right. People that come and see it, they don't forget. Um, but people that are just afar, just watch it on TV and they say, gosh, that's a great race. You know, so, well, you know, just digressing to Rocco a little bit, who's, of course, riding background and has ridden him very well in the Midwest. Uh, Rocco won our to title here in 2016, 17, and 18, won plenty of stakes races. But he, he saw and felt, and he rode the mile, uh, the jockey introductions, the crowd, the horses, the, the big field, you know, the whole buildup. And and you've, you've transferred it to him, too. I mean, the feeling for the mile, it's fantastic. So... Uh, Mike is in it this year with background, post number seven. And Bob Rondo and his wife Molly own background. And you go back a long way with Bob Rondo, all the way back to Nikki Tora. I think you were an assistant in 83 for T.D. McLaughlin. You took over some of T.D.'s horses in 84, and Nikki Tora was one of them for That's Rondo. That's my first win as a trainer, you know. There you go. Yeah, you know, here's a stat that we were, we when we finished second in his last stake, he got beat the last jump. And Bob and I, we were at dinner that night, and I was sitting there, and I was kind of quiet, and I looked at Bob, and I said, you know, that would have been my 500th win. And, you know, it just hit me, and then I said it to Bob. We were both like, oh, we were, it just made the loss that much. <laughs> we got to yeah. beat the last jump, but it hit uh, both of us. But yeah, I'm excited for Bob, too, because this is a big thing. Um, you know, he's uh, he's put a lot into the game, and he loves this. He, I mean, this is the toughest competitor I've ever worked for and been around, and you and know. an astute horseman, is oh, he not? He's great. I yeah. mean, yeah, you, no. you, you, you've got to be careful what you say to him yeah, because yeah, yeah. You, can't, <laughs> no. you can't slip in trainer speak yeah. to him. No, and I mean, both of us were like, you know, well, we really wanted to be here, but it's like, this is going to have to, I don't want to try to make something happen. Yeah. And I just kept reminding myself, I'm a little bit older now and I'm a little bit smarter. So I kept saying, let this come to you. Don't you try to make it happen. Because um, there's a reason I didn't have the most horses or what are you saying? I'm, I ran a bunch of horses. It wasn't by mistake. It's because I was always trying to make something happen to get in that mile and win it. Yeah. This time we're here and we're here. We got a live chance. And it, you know, we got down to weighing our options, both Bob and I. And it was a big decision to come back all the way sure. back across here. Um, but I just thought to myself, if this horse ships and he just improves like he should, just getting back in this climate, um, a few days up at the farm, take him out of the, the grind of training at the racetrack. Um, and he's done all those things. Um, I feel really good about where we're at with him. And, um, I think we got a really, really legitimate chance and I'm, I'm, it just, it would be amazing, uh, you know, just to see both Bob and Rocco. I don't, I'm, I'm just going to take off. I won't even get to the picture <laughs> because those two will be, they'll, they'll be enough for the, to go around there. Have you, have you had a chance to analyze the race at all, Mike? You know, I, I've, uh, yeah, I, I looked at the nominations and then I've been, I'm, I'm on a weight loss program now, so I go for like hikes now, hmm. uh, hour long walks. And, and I've gone through every scenario, at, just depending on the post position. But um, drawing that post, yeah, I've, I've 
seen the race. I've looked at it. I see how it plays out. And I, I like our post. Um, you know, Papa's golden boy. Everybody's talking about how fast he is, how concede to him. But, you know, background's a very, very versatile horse. And he's, if you ask him, you go back, I think it was the first race he won at Oaklawn. We drew the outside post and Rocco shipped him hard. He did. And then he asked him to back off the pace. He went out and took on the speed, and then he ba- and that horse comes back with two. It's hard to send a horse and have him come back to you mm-hmm. and relax like he can, and he can do it. And I'm pretty sure that's what our plan is going to be: is just go out there and Papa's Golden Boy is not going to have an easy lead. I mean, he's going to have to send hard. If he doesn't, you know, we're just going to be lapped on him. And but we can always we can back off of him. And I don't think that Papa's Golden Boy can. You know, he's going to be trying to get him to relax, and we're going to put a little ticket to him early, and then. If, can, if Julian can get him relaxed from there, game on. Good I'll for tell him. you, there's a horse called Wind Ribbon, too, who ran Absolutely. six furlongs in 107.53 here this year, who's going to be just two posts outside of Papa's Golden Boy. Yeah. And any port in a storm. And he's, yeah, he's very fast. So yeah, especially at a mile, he, like he did two years ago, he'll show speed. So it's, it's going to be a, a super interesting first turn. But is background just like the perfect miler, though? I mean, just as you described uh, you know what, what he did yeah, at Oakland. He, he did. And I, I really, I, He's a four-year-old, and, and the plan is after this race, regardless, we're going to give him a break. Um, I see better things for him next year, um, just as he's kind of developing. And he's just, you know, he was all over the place last year as a three-year-old. He had issues with his feet and, you know, some some certain situations that came up. But I actually think he'll, he'll go farther than that. I think uh, he's a horse that likes to be in the race, but he doesn't have to have the lead. Um but he's come from off the pace. He broke his maiden. He was laying mid-pack. In his first race, when we bet on him, he got left at the gate, and he came from dead last and just got I remember that ahead, right, yeah. You know, 35 so to 1, I think. He can do whatever you, you know. He's he's a he's a really honest game horse. And this is not an, I'm not, I'm talking like he's, you know, this is a really, really strong field of horses. But it I'm, is. I, I'm just, I like, I like where he's at. I like the way he's trained. I like the way he's come into this thing. Um in a perfect world, I'd like to be able to school him at the races a, a time or two because he gets a little bit nervous in the paddock. But this heat index, we got to get creative with this heat coming up. Yeah. So there's always a challenge no matter how good things are going. But I couldn't be happier, to be honest with you, the way he's coming into it. Are you a little concerned about maybe a suicidal duel up front with some of these? Um, yeah, it just, yeah. And that's where I got to leave it up to Rocco. Rocco's a good enough rider. I, I just, I, I don't see guys like, you know, there's some really smart riders in here. Mario, I don't think Mario's going to be out there ding-donging with them. Gutierrez and Alex Cruz rides a great race. But uh, Blaine's rider, uh, Kevin Orozco, he's not going to do anything crazy. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. so I don't know. It it could be. I, I'm not afraid of us doing that. I mean, it's not going to be a speed duel. If we break good and go, we're going to backseat back off of them too. But. I don't know if those horses can do that. I just know my horse can. I know my horse can mm-hmm. be sent, and then you can kind of back him back up. A lot of horses, you send them, and that's like you're committed. Mm-hmm. And you, if you want to just go back and watch, it's one of those wins. He just he went from like he was going to be in suicide pace to just dropped right back off that horse. Yeah, that's he, a great weapon. He made the speed commit, and then he just sat there and tracked him. And it's, you know, so. And then he followed his two Oaklawn wins up with a couple of really good efforts at at Arlington, he chased that horse who was 17 for 24 and made him work. Uh, the horse hardly ever loses a sprint. And then yeah, Richie's beat, in the house. Yeah. You beat that horse going a mile. I yeah. uh, just uh, took it to him about the three eighths pole. And as you mentioned, got beaten the last jump by a, a closer. But Rocco Bowen is a very confident guy like Mike as well. Um, and uh, you knew Rocco here from Emerald Downs a little bit, but you've really got to know him uh, with these good rides and good races with background. Um, and you said Rocco super wants to win the mile, but uh, yeah. well, he, he, the, he's a pretty impressive individual, isn't he? With his homework and his oh, his yeah. fight and his desire. And he's, uh, you mentioned a race last year, you almost rode him on background, but the leading rider at the track was in the room. Yeah. So you thought, well, yeah. I better use him. It and, was the, and then we got a terrible ride. And it was like, but I, Rocco hadn't ridden for like two years and he was just coming back. And I said, well, I know this guy. I don't know the other guy. And then I looked up the guy's stat. I go, how do I leave a guy that's won 5,000 races in his career in the jocks room and ride, you know, call Bob and say, this guy named Rocco Bowen's riding your horse. Oh, you mean the guy from Portland Meadows? We're in a half a million dollar race. Yeah, that's the guy. Um, but in hindsight, you know, those, these two horses, 
I mean, Rocco and this horse have a good connection too. It's um, Rocco really believes in him. Um, he actually wanted me to run. He worked him on the turf one time, and he wanted to run him in the Arlington Million. And I said, "No, nah, I think we'll we'll kind of you know pass on Next that." Year. Yeah, yeah. So everything this horse does, he thinks is the greatest. But that's Rocco, and that's why he's successful. Is it's it's not half full with him. It's always it's always completely full, yeah. and there ain't no looking back. You know, so. No, he he. We got to know him well here. He had an intensity to, intensity to him, but he'd uh, he'd tell us of his routine of you know taking a nap, getting back up maybe at midnight, and studying more film and knowing his horse, knowing the competitions, and uh, just a great competitor too. Yeah. Once the race, once the gates open, he he, he cuts he no slack. Yeah. yeah, he rode a horse for me. A good story on him was he rode a horse for us at Oakland um, Summer Storm. And he came in the paddock and like three jockeys came out and they're looking at the programs to see what number they're on. And Rocco says, we're in the bag. I says, what do you mean? He goes, I love it when I'm going up against these guys that don't even know what, which horse their number, the horse they're on. He goes, I've done my homework, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just thought, you know, that's an entry. That's a heck of a comment. You know, it sounds like a small thing, but uh, it's a huge thing. Those things add up. I remember, I think Tom Wenzel helped him out with that many years ago. Yeah, Tom was going to ride Maker's Cup. Finale, and he needed a rider, and uh, and uh, he kind of, I think, tested Rocco a little bit, and if he had done his homework or not on the horse, and Rocco had all the right answers, Did and he, he got, gave him the mount, and he won the race. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, didn't he go to the Breeders' Cup with Tom, too, didn't he? Well, they, um, they were going to Stop with Stop Shopping Debbie. Debbie. Oh, she, the horse got scratched. sick. Yeah. yeah. She but she fever. went down there, though. Yeah, right? yeah. she yeah. did go down. I remember down. seeing Rocco right. at Clocker's Corner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rocco Bowen aboard background, Bob and Molly Rondo, the owners, Mike Puich, long association with the Northwest and Emerald Downs and, and the mile. Uh, and you did, you know, you did win the mile in 2012 with Taylor said and for Glenn Todd, you're running against that him. Was, yeah, Glenn Todd. You know, we the, the deal is with Glenn Todd, he's he's family. He's not, yep. <clears throat> you know, if we had to, if we get beaten here and I wouldn't be, uh, ashamed to lose to glenn todd ever um i love glenn todd i hate to i hate to run against him because i hate to root against him you know but he's been awfully good to us at the farm he's been good to me personally he's been good to horse racing oh my gosh and mm-hmm. you know if it weren't for glenn mario would be selling chiclets in tijuana or something you there's know that he, there's he the took existence care of, of hastings as yeah, well he, he gives hastings a million dollars to finish out their meat so they can get loans it to him to you know i mean um supports us down here and uh you know he and sandy uh, sandy's very sandy and i are very close you know we've go way back and um she's doing a great job with with these horses down here and um, she won a bunch of races for you in the last year of long acres oh I yeah remember that yeah, a whole oh, bunch yeah. of you had yeah. a big year that year yeah we did and um but yeah and then i think he's the horse to beat you know five-star general mm-hmm. what the heck's he done wrong you know and he's training really lights out yeah he's a morning line favorite five-star general at five to two and mm-hmm. he's just like you said he pretty much checks all the boxes yeah he should be the favorite for. he can adapt to the scenarios he's got a, a two-time mile one in rider mm-hmm. you know it looks like he's training great so two-time kentucky derby one in rider two-time yeah. kentucky <laughs> derby one in rider yeah and uh yeah, no knocks on that horse. So yeah. uh, he's gonna he's gonna be a handful. Who do you guys see as a as a kind of a sleeper, a shocker? What would be a shocker for you? Well, I mean, uh, just a horse that you could pick, but an upset type. You of know, horse. I doing. I'll, I'll let go and then Joe can go. I I kind of see Wind Ribbon a little bit. Yeah, he's never routed before, but I looked up that damn Jumana. She won nine route races in her career. Now, I, and all of the offspring have sprinted, so obviously these horses train like sprinters. Right. But, you know, you expect respect Blaine. He's not going to do this no. unless he thinks the horse has a shot. You bet. Yeah. And um, he's run. He really hasn't done anything wrong. So I, I could see that horse. And you mentioned Kevin. Kevin's won a lot of – Roscoe's yeah. won a lot of stakes around here. So I could see that horse, you know, uh, being competitive in mm-hmm. the mile. Yeah. I would say unmatchable, even though hard to deny, uh, just beat him. Um, it could be just a super fast pace, mm-hmm. taking yeah. a longer shot. Yeah. That horse has run some really big races at this track. And yeah, he, he was outrun by hard to deny last time out, um, but he was closing. Uh, 
you know, he might not be quite as on top as he was the last couple of years, but uh, he's still real capable at this track. So, And, and he's also got a mile-winning rider in, oh, in yeah. Javier Matias. Javier, up. yeah. And if things do go crazy up front, as we've talked, it's possible in this race. Well, yeah. he could be we're, finishing. So. We're going to have... We, we're going to have a fast pace, yeah. let's face it. I yeah. mean, just what Mike's been saying here, his horses yeah. can run a hard mile. He, he is a miler. He, yeah. he, he can, yeah. at a grade three, he can. He doesn't I mean, need look, a big breather. But Look, look yeah. at his last three races, yeah. background's last three races, they've all been dog fights. Yeah. You know, he's seven, been in fights. Yeah. Me and Joe watched the uh, Hanson together. That was a yeah. real heartbreaker there. Yeah. That horse did everything the, but win. The yeah. horse has won on the slop. He's run great on synthetic. Yeah. I mean, he's just. He's just a racehorse. He's in a miler. And yeah. so. Getting back to Unmatchable, like Javier, he's he's sneaky good, too. He is sneaky. He's, he's, uh, he's a great money rider. And, yeah, he is. That horse um, is kind of strange, though. He was doing that wandering bit again last time in the lane there and i know they've experimented with equipment blinkers on blinkers off or whatever i got a hunch that horse still hasn't quite put it all together yeah you know it yeah. might be capable of more than we've seen right yeah and well let's uh let's talk also about the distaff with mike because he's got compelling smile here who broke her maiden at emerald downs first out and uh, she's always had some talent. Now, she's a little different racing style than background. She'll come from a little off it. Yeah, she'll come from off of it. And she actually did not really enjoy running on the synthetic at Arlington. Mm. Um, she ran a – her race at Churchill Downs was was actually phenomenal. She had to go take that Overland route and only, only got beat two lengths to some really good horses. But the two the, her last two starts at Arlington uh, – her, they weren't her best efforts, but they were against some really solid horses. I mean, really solid. And um, I, I, she's training unbelievable. And I'm, I'm actually gonna. Did you make the morning line yet on that one? Or? Oh, the distance, <laughs> no, that's first up after make, we finish like, here. I'm going to make a bet on her if she's a good price because <laughs> she's I, training great. Well, you know, again, Sandy Gann and, and Glenn Todd have yeah. one of the ones in there, too, yeah. with Princess yeah, we're of Cairo. on that one, too. We, okay. Yeah, so. She's probably going to be second choice behind Daffodil Sweet. I, I'm pretty sure she'll be the well, morning line when favorite. When we broke, we broke both of those horses in the same group crop. And yeah. um, Princess of Cairo was way ahead Oh, um, she compelling and smile. She ran great here last yeah. year because you she's know a good filly. She's really good and Daffodil Sweet. You know, everyone thought she didn't route well. She ran really great that day. Yeah. They were well clear, and she Princess of Cairo just beat her. So yeah. she obviously likes this track. Yeah, that's another race there. I, you know, like I say, I, I don't mind getting beat by Glenn Todd. And and how do you how do you root against Jody Peets for all that she's done? Right, steps up and plays. And that horse is Daffodil Sweet's a really nice well horse. me and joe have talked she's learned how to settle a little bit yeah. now too daffodil sweet yeah. and that makes her really scary yeah and the one thing i noticed about her last year why i thought we could beat her last year is she just kind of after that that last race before the, the i think it was the oaks wasn't it was it the, the oaks, oaks is when yeah. princess of cairo beat her. right and but she just seemed like she was getting like a nervous mm -hmm. she she kind of got real hot and nervous and she did it again on that day and i noticed this year that they've got a you know chris done an amazing job but they probably gave her time off and she's come back she's more mature but she's she's a good horse and you know and um, she's got a little competitive nature too uh, yeah. chris told us the story last week when she she got left at the gate the only time she's ever lost a sprint mm-hmm and she, uh, Chris said she sulked in her stall for three days after, you know, not getting yeah. dirt and be, losing six lengths at the break. And uh, she goes, you know, so she's she knew she got beat and she knew she underperformed and she wanted to get back out. And she's won two straight since then. So, yeah, yeah you know, that's a good you, race. Yeah. Another thing about Chris Dinsley, you guys might not know this, but that's the very first girl I ever kissed. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Racetrack romance, yeah. huh? We, were at, we, we were had the, Chris on last week. She didn't mention that. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, we were at the drive-in movies. <laughs> and um, Here we go. She was eating Reese's peanut butter cups. And I just, I couldn't resist. She ate the whole bag of those things, those little mini ones. And you wanted I, a little chocolate taste, Yeah. Huh? So, <laughs> yeah, my first kiss, yeah. Okay. That's going back so, a couple years. Huh? Yeah, that's, so I, I don't mind, you know, I'll, I'll root for Chris. You know, yeah. he's done great. Yeah. I know she's married. If she's if her husband's listening, I mean that was a long, long time ago. So it's all good. <laughs> but I still root for Race Chris. Track. Yeah, Chris is uh, running both races, as we said, just like yeah. Mike. So compelling smile. Uh, she does she have that kick going two turns that she has at yeah, six or seven? That's a big question. As she's she's got a great kick sprinting. Um, we uh, Tyler Bays rode her. She had some. She had again. We had to have do a minor surgery on her jaw. 
um, we had no idea that she had uh, uh, growth in her jaw that had mm. to be surgically hmm. cut out. Um, but the first time she routed, she was trying to get out and fighting with the jockey. And then um, I took him off and I put Tyler Bays on because Tyler would listen to me a little bit. And he he got stopped. She get, it doesn't look great on paper, but he said, I, he said, Mike, don't worry about ever routing this horse because she okay. he said, if I don't get stopped. And we just... I took her from there. We did the surgery, and I took her from there, and we went to Churchill, and I backed her up in distance, and she parked. So why, if it wasn't broke, we didn't really want to fix it for a while, yeah. you know. So, mm -hmm. but I'm excited to see what happens, and I think she's going to run a bang up race. You know, I'm happy with both my horses. I, I, I don't mean to come in here and act cocky, or I'm not cocky. I'm just very confident. I could see it in you. Uh, confident. A couple you know. few weeks ago, your confidence on background uh, is really high. And so is Rocco's. I and, love it. We got every trainer we've yeah. talked to who's really high on their horses coming in, which is we love to see. You yeah. know, you want to have them at a peak on the big day. So, well, this is the fun time, Mike, after the drop and leading up to the race. There's, uh, to, it just gets the countdown begins. So, uh, uh, gr great luck on Sunday. Thank uh, you. Just having Bob involved too is really cool for Northwest Racing and, and, you always want to be part of the. Yeah, I want to see background win now, just to see Rocco and Rondo down <laughs> oh, there. That will be oh, fun. I tell you, <laughs> after the Hanson, uh, he, he Rocco sat in the tunnel. We had compelling smile in the next race. The he sat down and bawled for like ten. I, I said, "Look it, man! There, it's like that movie. There's no crying in horse racing. <laughs> yeah, get in there and you know." He's like, "I moved too early." I'm like, "You didn't move too early. You took the race to him, and you know." But he, he was heart sick, you know, and. Mm. Yeah, that was so a tough beat. He's really anxious to come back here and make amends and win his first Long Acres Mile, and I'd be happy to see him do it. Right on. That would be great. Mike, thanks so much for coming in, being part of uh, Horse Racing Northwest. Mile Week at Emerald Downs. Hey, and I just want to say, you guys, both you guys, I appreciate you guys because you're, you're, you're what racing should be about, and you guys could be anywhere in the world working, and you've chosen... You stick with the Pacific Northwest, and we're lucky to have you. Thanks, Mike. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank yeah. you very much, Mike. Okay. Mike Puich joining us. Yeah, thanks again to Mike Puich. Uh, Vince, you can really see the confidence in him. I think it's been building, and, you know, the mile wasn't a certainty maybe four, six, eight weeks ago, but they made the decision, and if their horse wasn't doing, doing really well, they wouldn't have come out here from Chicago. Yeah, and as Mike talked about it, he knows now what it takes to win the Long Acres Mile. At the, it's up to the horse to take him to the race. And he's, he, like you said, Joe, he's very confident. This, you know, a good horse will make a trainer and rider confident, you know, and they've got the goods here. And uh, he kind of figures to get a pretty good trip there if he can sit off it just a little bit. So we, we will see. He certainly one of the more interesting horses in this year's race background the leading earner in 2021 in this year's mile florida bred by kozan but uh all local connections owners bob and molly rondo trainer mike puich and three-time emerald downs leading jockey rocco bowen we'll be right back on horse racing northwest the biggest and best of the Northwest just got even better. Introducing the all-new Muckleshoot Rewards Program with three tiers and extraordinary benefits. Play with your Muckleshoot Rewards card to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts, gifts, and much more. The more you play, the more you earn. Enjoy more benefits than ever before with the new Muckleshoot Rewards Program. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Horse Racing Northwest trivia at the end of the show. Uh, Russ Nakagawa scored again. I'm just thinking of naming the whole trivia contest, the Russ Nakagawa trivia and Will Downs trivia or horse racing trivia. Hey, Russ had a nice win with Southern Venture a couple weeks ago, too. The horse they brought up. Not only did they get the win, they got that $1,000 bonus. Yeah, that's and, great. The $1,000 yeah. summer bonus. We've given out several of those, a lot of those this year. Well, John White, uh, Spokane native, been located in Southern California since the early 80s. Uh, just an outstanding racing historian and handicapper. Uh, the Long Acres Mile means a lot to him as well, a whole lot. And uh, he saw his first mile in the 1960s, King's Favor, I believe. Let's let John tell the stories and make a selection for the 2021 Long Acres Mile. Well, it's hard for me to believe, but it's been 54 years since I first saw my Long Acres Mile, and that was King's Favor in 1967. I was sitting there with my dad, 
bet $2 to win on King's Favor, who paid $3.70, so I made a $1.70 profit, and I've been hooked on the Long Acres Mile ever since. It's my favorite race. Another fond memory, 1986. I was there when Skywalker won the Long Acres Mile. I had $606 in my pocket, bet $600 to win on Skywalker. He won in a dramatic photo finish by a neck under Lafitte Penkai Jr., the great jockey, and I made a $360 profit in that race. And as the icing on the cake, I was in the plane with trainer Michael, uh, Michael Whittingham flying back to Los Angeles with Skywalker. So that was the last day I was ever at Long Acres. And in 1996, I was working as a handicapper for the Daily Racing Forum, and the Racing Forum sent me to Emerald Downs for the very first Long Acres Mile at Emerald. So I was there when Is It Ingood won that race. And certainly one of my all-time favorite Long Acres Mile memories was when Skyjack won the 2003 mile under Russell Bays, the Hall of Fame jockey. And I not only picked Skyjack on the Fox Sports Mile broadcast, but I bet $400 to win on him and made a $600 profit on that occasion. I loved another twist of fate in last year's mile, even though he hadn't raced in over a year. I bet $800 to win on him and made $960 when another twist of fate won by four and a half lengths. So uh, that was a very good Long Acres mile for me last year. I was very confident that another twist of fate was going to win last year's mile, but I don't have any confidence in terms of picking this year's Long Acres Mile. I think it's a very, very tricky race because of the pace situation. This race is loaded with early speed. I was tempted to go with Papa's Golden Boy, who drew the inside post position. He set the pace and faded to fifth in last year's mile, but, you know, he's coming into this race in such razor-sharp form. I mean, he's so sharp this year. He's three for three this year, all at Emerald. And I think there's a chance he could be the speed of the speed. And by that, I mean Papa's golden boy. He could possibly dash right to the front and take this race uh, away from the other front-running type horses and maybe lead all the way to the wire. But while I respect Papa's golden boy a lot off his excellent current form, I just can't trust him because he's uh, the only two times he's uh, gone a mile or farther, he's lost both times. So I guess I just don't have the guts to pick Papa's golden boy. So my top pick is five-star general. Unlike Papa's golden boy, five-star general is proven at one mile. In three starts at one mile, five-star general is won twice. And the only time he's lost at a mile, he finished second in, long, in last year's Long Acres Mile. I really like the way Five Star General is coming into this race off a sparkling win by six and a quarter lengths at a mile and a sixteenth race up at Hastings. And he's had a sharp he's had sharp workouts in Emerald leading up to this race. So, and I also consider Mario Gutierrez as a plus. He's a two-time Long Acres Mile winner, and most especially for me, Mario rode Point Piper who came through to win the 2016 my, my top pick on the Win Play Show radio program. And I bet $400 to win on Point Piper, and he was a nice 5-to-1, and I made a little over $2,000 on him. So that's certainly one of my favorite miles of all time. Mario Gutierrez uh, also came through for me when he won the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness Stakes on I'll Have Another, who I bet on to win both of those races. Point Piper and Mario Gutierrez broke from post position eight when they won the Long Acres Mile, and Five Star General likewise has drawn post position eight. If I'm right, after this year's Long Acres Mile has been run, people will be saluting Five Star General as the winner. Thanks very much to John White, Five Star General, Mario Gutierrez, jockey, Sandy Gann, trainer, Glenn Todd, the owner, and Glenn, of course, achieving a lifetime goal of winning the Long Acres Mile in 2012 with Taylor Said, Mario aboard there. And so, uh, yeah, that horse figures to be very tough. He can, he can stalk a pace, and that's that could be very key for a lot of runners on Sunday because we could get a really hot pace. Thanks, John, for doing that. And he's been part of our, our Mile Media for a lot of years now. He was honorary steward in uh, 
2011, 10. was it the year that Awesome Jim beat Noosa Beach, or was it 2010? One of those years he One was honorary years, steward. Yeah. Okay, well, hey, we got a couple of promotions to keep in mind. Uh, vote for the best horse in Emerald Downs' first 25 years. You can vote at emeralddowns.com. You can vote at the Emerald Downs Facebook page, and you can also vote on Twitter. So we'll be announcing those results on Sunday. I think uh, on a menu there, you're given opportunities on Noosa Beach, Striker PhD, and Stopping Stop Shopping Debbie. But you can vote for anybody you would like. And Wasserman probably is going to get a few votes as well. Uh, who Maybe Smarty Deb, a two-year-old. She was pretty darn good. Um, and so you can vote for that. And also uh, fill out your free entry blank when you come into the track on Sunday. Fill it out. Put it in the box of the horse you think is going to win the mile. Then we're going to have a drawing after the race among the winners who selected the right horse, the winning horse. And we've got over $1,000 in cash and prizes for that particular promotion as well. So, uh, Vince, uh, you've got uh, Emerald Downs news and notes updated nicely this week, I see. We do, yeah. And uh, we will have a Long Acres Mile edition next week. Just think, Joe, at this time next week, we will be talking about an 86-mile winner. Yeah, and a lot of drama building up. It's going to be a heck of a horse race. The nation's going to be watching this. I mean, it's, you know, every year, again, we have a horse from the Midwest. We have a horse from Western Canada. We have a horse from Southern California. We've got a couple of really good local horses. It's a great handicapping test. It's, you know, like the, the Breeders' Cup races come together like that, but... Uh, we are proud of the field and, uh, we're not going to make a selection right now because we need to do a little bit more data. Of course, my homework, picks will be yeah. on emeralddowns.com and Vince is going to give me his official pick, uh, before the race. That's how we do things. Okay. Yeah. How about trivia? Russ Nakagawa won last week and, uh, Michael Tarlow won the week before I, I mixed up Michael's name. And, you know, I don't even have the, the question from last week in front of me. But, oh, yeah, I know what it is. What mile field at Emerald Downs? No, in, in race history, Long Acres Mile history, add up the earnings of the entire field. What was the richest mile field in history? And that was 2012, not 11 when Awesome Jim beat Noosa Beach. It was 12 when Taylor said one. And Awesome Jim got bottled up on the turn and fired in for third. So he would he had made like $2.8 million coming into that race. So it was over $5 million in earnings for the field in 2012. That's the mile record. This week's trivia question. And that has to do with a horse that's been favored three times in the Long Acres Mile. Which horse has been favored three times in the Long Acres Mile? Send your answers to trivia at emeralddowns.com. Do a little research. Russ doesn't have to do too much research, but when he needs to, he does it, and he gets the answers. Vince, Mile Week is upon us. Let's have a great week. Thank you, Joe. Thanks to all uh, listeners and participants, Mike Puich, John White, namely, and this is Horse Racing Northwest. <laughs>